Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. Oh, is it still hot? Sto- yeah, I would say this. As long as Blake Snell Cody Bellinger. and Jordan Montgomery. See, Bellinger's probably not a Twins option, even on like a one-year Boris thing, because they're going to... He's a center fielder, right? Right. I guess you could yeah. put him somewhere else, but... Nah, but as long as Blake Snell is still on the board, we can keep firing... The hot stove sounder. Yeah. I don't think, to, to that point as well, I think that season that Bellinger had with the the Dodgers, if I'm him, I am not doing a one-year contract just in case. Is it, is it, I think it was like two years, wasn't it? Well, he was just yeah, broken. but whatever it was, it was prolonged enough where if I'm him, and I don't know, I think he did throw his shoulder out during the World Series, the pandemic series on a high five that, that impacted him greatly. Something I but, would do. Dude, uh, he, he was, was, yeah. He, he was he did a high five and it, unplayably his, bad his for like out. two years. And I think the, I think that started it. Isn't that also like, if you're a team right now, you're you're probably looking at that. You you see what he did with the Cubs last year. You see the, the rookie of the year, the MVP season, then the reclamation season last year. But you're in the back of your head, you're like, ah, oh he, yeah, what if he short circuits again for two? Well, years? he's got the yeah. He's get he definitely he has a personality that screams ability to. Short circuit. Yeah. He led the league in one category last year. Can you guess what it was? Strikeouts? No, not strikeouts. He only struck out 87 times. Oh, I didn't know he was that disc. 500 feet does not strike out. Good for him. He led the league in... Um, doubles? Doubles, yeah. Joey Gallo would never. <laughs> oh, sacrifice, sacrifice flies. Sack flies. 12. Sack so flies. Joey Gallo has three sacrifice flies in his that. career. Yeah. Cody Bellinger had 12 last year to lead the major league. 
So a guy that hits home runs, like the one thing besides striking out, hits home runs, cannot get a ball in the air with a guy in third base. That is correct. Isn't that weird? It really is. Like he strikes out a ton, but you're like, okay, dude, if you hit home runs, like wouldn't you accidentally during the course of your career hit fly balls to the warning track with a guy in third? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Is that the is that the craziest stat you've ever heard in your life watching baseball? Baseball's great. Three sacrifice flies for a power hitting fly ball guy in three thousand plate appearances. Baseball's got so many like weird little things like that though. That don't make any sense. Yeah. It's crazy. So we're going to do two things on today's Scorn Earth Twin Show. If you guys could please help us continue to grow this thing. It's been uh, it's been great being back after a two-year hiatus for that stretch run last year. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple and Spotify. And click the like button and the subscribe button on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel as we look to go full steam ahead into the 2024 season. We have a couple other fun things we will announce show-related here in the coming weeks that we are super pumped about. But today, Judd has a 26-man roster, so we're going to do this before the first game on Friday against the Gophers, then we'll do it another time or two, and then we'll get back to doing uh, Twins-related Immaculate Grids on today's show as well. So, Judd, take it away, man. All right, pal. All right. All right. Here we go. 26-man roster as of now, subject to change, of course. We have not, as Phil just said, even started spring training games. Going by position, I will start behind the dish. Ryan Jeffers and Christian Vasquez will be your catchers. Mm-hmm. So now Va- Vasquez has talked pretty openly about just how disappointed he is in last year. He came in $10 million a year, right? They brought him in to be the starting catcher, basically. Yeah. Yes. And then it was Ryan Jeffers that overhauled his entire swing in the offseason, became one of the best offensive catchers in the league, and Christian Vasquez did not produce offensively. So they've got two starting catchers if you look at Vasquez's track record, but yeah, but catching so weird, like, like because it's so two pronged, like if Jeffers takes a step back offensively, don't be shocked. And Vasquez is probably still considered a better defensive catcher and someone's going to get hurt for sure. Like there's so many variables that go into, to this. It's like when we all thought, Oh, Mitch Garver is going to be the Johnny bench here now. Right. And I was like, no, he's really not. So to me, catching is the one thing where the position itself demands so much that I that I think it takes years to consider a guy like a finished product, right? Yeah, and you need you need two guys because, like you said, oh, yeah. injuries at that position, and Absolutely. you know, Jeffers is also six foot four, two hundred thirty five pounds. It's just like that's a yep. a big sized guy to be back there healthy on a regular basis. So. Yeah, so I, I'm feeling good about that position group. He also lost some weight, too, in the offseason. Vasquez did. So he lost some weight, tried to improve his swing a little bit. You need him to be somewhat playable. Cause yeah, it, it's it's a pretty hard ass to ask any catcher to catch more than like 110 games at this point. So it's still probably going to be like a 60-40, maybe even like a 55-45 split between the two. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we move on to first base. I have two first basemen on the opening day roster. Alex Kirloff. And Carlos Santana. And mm-hmm. Santana does actually give you probably, or not probably, he gives you a ton of credibility at first base as well because yeah. he's good there. Kirloff um, needs improvement. I think that's being kind. Like, he can play the position, but 
the presence of Santana actually at first should probably help out as far as uh, tricks of the trade. So Kirloff and Santana to play for first base. And just full disclosure here, I don't have a DH because I think there's a lot of candidates. So like positional, like like yeah, to me, it's, a, it's a rotating door. A Nelson Cruz. Not a Nelson Cruz. And Carlos Santana is good enough at first base that I don't think it's fair to pigeonhole him as DH. the DH. Mm-hmm. Oh, he definitely will. But he won't DH, I don't think, on a daily basis because he, he's also good in the field. Yep. Uh, hey, second. Hold on. Up, 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 up. Yep. No, okay. go ahead. Let's Sorry. explore the space here. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I was just okay. going to keep going. And that you I were going to road, road, road rage your way into second right base. There. I was being a little bit rude there. <laughs> I was being so, rude. I'd like to apologize. One thing I want to say on behalf of Kirloff is I think people have too quickly forgotten yep. how great he was as a prospect not that long ago. So in in his last full season of AAA, or not full, but like his his last chunk of AAA, he hit 366 with a 458 on base percentage and an OPS over 1100. And if you go back and look at like Baseball America prospect rankings, MLB.com pipeline, he was he was in the futures game in 2018. He was the ninth ranked prospect in all of baseball in 2019. On Baseball America, he was, even two years ago, he was 18th in 2021. So I feel like people kind of look at Kirloff and he's had the chronic wrist issues and then the shoulder and like he hasn't really produced at the plate. But man, if that dude, there's a lot of prospects that for whatever reason, it just takes them a few years of stop starts and then it clicks for them. If it clicks for that dude, we're literally talking about the best hitter in your lineup just overnight. He's healthy and it clicks. So I'm not saying it's likely that that happens, but there is a chance of, I would say a well above 0% chance that it clicks for Alex Kirloff at age 26 if he's healthy to start the year. If Buxton was not such a talking point because of the exact same thing, we'd be talking about Kirloff way more. Yeah. Because that swing is so sweet. That's a great swing. Like he is, he has been, and I, I think the question is, is, is the issue that they cleaned up a couple of years ago now in, in his arm, right? The wrist. Um, or wrist. Is that fixed? Can that be fixed? Because if he gets, if his career derails completely, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this guy is a, this guy deserves a definite chance. Yes. A definite yes. chance. Dex, thoughts? I would say, but it has to happen now. There's no more, oh, waiting, stopping, and starting. It's got to happen now for him. He's got 700 at-bats in the major leagues. He's destroyed minor league pitching. There's nothing left to accomplish there. It's got to happen now. So, like, in 2024, it's go time with him. He has to figure out how to hit lefties a little bit better, too. Yes, I think there, there is a good player in there, but it's pretty much, I wouldn't call it a make-or-break season for him in his career, but it has to happen in 2024 for us to really see if this guy is up to his potential. And by the way, even with like the some of the stops and starts last year, and he still had an OPS plus one seventeen, so a well above average OPS for him last year. Let's build off this, Alex. Let's let's see what we can do. Okay, second base, second base, second base. Edward Julian and Kyle Farmer, who also obviously fits a utility role. Yes, um, but. Julian and Farmer, and I think Farmer will see plenty of, of opportunity, probably, unless Julian turns out to be really good at second base, probably as a late inning replacement for Julian. 
but Julian and Farmer. Stella, keep it down. <laughs> if um, if Farmer is not hey, moved, hey, 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 if not, yeah, no, I got this. Okay, don't you tell me about your twins roster. Hey. You could do that later. Um, Farmer is. I think Farmer is a candidate potentially to be moved in spring training. So I've got him. Uh, in fact highlighted right here because of that oh you highlighted the ones that could be moved yeah that, yeah okay. yeah because i think there's some possibilities here i i think there's definitely let me say this if brooks lee has a great spring training oh, yeah. i think we got to talk again where do you put see you want him to play all the time though so you I know this is a great problem to have i know if that if that dude lights it up in spring training don't you probably still start him in AAA and wait for an injury I do, or something? You start I do, but from my chair here, I still put an internal pressure on the Twins to get this done and get him in there at some place. Because it's more and fun. He's been working me. out at second, at third, right? He's yep. working out at some different spots. Yep, yep. So. And again, guys get hurt. Like like we always say this, there's no opportunity. He's jam- you know, he's blocked, and then a guy twists an, an ankle or something or gets hit by pitch. So Julian Farmer at second base. Okay, I love it. Yeah, Julian, you got to start hitting lefties. It's it's a train wreck against lefties, but give him a chance. I don't think he can just be a platoon hitter, but until he can hit lefties, it does give you some flexibility to m- maneuver your lineup around and and bring a right-handed hitter in. So, okay. All right. So that's second base. Shortstop, no surprise, just one guy, Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. Third base, one guy, hopefully... Knock on wood, he stays healthy. Royce Lewis. I saw some sneaky, uh, I think it was Bovada that sent an email of like player odds to lead different categories. And he yeah. showed up like 25th in the lead the league in home runs category. Really? He has the okay. best odds of any Twins player to also win AL MVP. Even better than Correa. See that? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he is clutch. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, outfield, Walner, Buxton, and Kepler. Kepler, that's right. Highlighted. Oh. Highlighted. Just watch out. Just be on. It's it's a Kepler watch. It's not a warning. Okay. There's not an in, imminent trade danger, but it's a definite watch. Okay. So those are the three outfielders. And then the utility guys that I've got right now, obviously, Willie Castro, who's going to play some center field when Buxton is resting. And for right now, and this is the subject to change thing, Austin Martin. Yeah. Like, he's going to have to prove it. Like, I think we're assuming, well, he's going to play some center and he's going to make the team. Well, if he has a bad spring training, he's probably not. But Castro and Martin are the two guys that I've got as utility players. And then again, DH to me is going to be a collection of the guys I just went through. So you would pro- you, you could bring in a Duval or a Fam still in free agency 100%. if you wanted to. Right-handed 100%. bats. So 13, 13 position players. Yep. 13, 13, 13. Okay. And, okay. and then out for now, Brooks Lee, Trevor Larnick, Jose Miranda, who I think had a good chance to make the team until Santana was signed. Yep. Yep. And we'll see if Santana winds up being cooked at age 38, you could easily move off that it's $5 million, right? Exactly. But I don't think he is cooked. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. 
It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay, now we need 13 pitchers. So 13 position players, 13 pitchers, starting rotation. Um, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, Chris Paddock, Anthony DiScalfini. Ooh, close. DiScalfani? Ooh, close. DiScalfani, right? DiScalfani. DiScalfani. You know what? <laughs> ain't going to work here long because I've got... I've got Varlin. Naga, 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 I've got Varlin challenging him in training. If Varlin doesn't win the fifth starter spot, he's in. He's in. He St. should St. be in the bullpen. Do you? Th- but oh, so you no. think he starts in St. Paul? Though? I went through the bullpen this morning, and I'm going to tell you right now. I I think because because the starting spots four with Paddock is dangerous because of his. He's coming off his second Tommy John. So you'd need you'd need Varlin to be ramped up. Five five, five might be a bust there. And so I think Var and I think if Varlin comes through with a big spring, I think we could be looking at a surprise move there as far as the expectation. I think he could make the team as a starter if he has a big spring. Yeah, I would. Otherwise, s- I think he's in St. Paul next. I would say odds are in favor that he starts in St. Paul. I, I, I if you had a money line, I, I'd love a. I would love if DraftKings gave us a money line on Louis Varlin right now. But I would bet that money line favorite is. He doesn't make the roster, and he starts in St. Paul due to the log jam in the bullpen and DiSclefani being on the roster, too. And it wouldn't be because he's not potentially better than a couple of your bullpen options. It would be because if one of your starters goes down, you need someone stretched out and ready to come in and throw five or six innings. And if he's pitching mm-hmm. out of the bullpen, you yes. couldn't then, then flip the switch the other way. Right? Yes, and, and, and we know guys get hurt, right? Yeah. Guys get hurt. Paddock will, will get hurt or potentially just have to rest. Like, I cannot see Paddock not taking a two-week break at some point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So those are the right. five. Yeah, the the number five spot, really weak. And, and the, the the innings potential limit on Paddock, even Ober, it's like, dude, he faded last year hardcore. You could make a case that, that no matter where Varlin starts the season, he's going to play an enormous role. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, we need eight relievers. Yep. And this is where, to, to steal a term from Quazy, as I went through this, the Twins' building of this bullpen was very intentional. Mm-hmm. They've they done a good in, job. They were intentional with their actions. This is not a hodgepodge of, man, I got this guy off, off a of Rule 5 from the Pirates, and I got this guy. This is a very intentional construction, and I think it's my favorite bullpen that Falvey has built as Ooh. far as start of the season. Yeah. I really like what they did. All right. Duran. Obviously, your closer. Brock Stewart has the team made. Griffin Jacks, Caleb Thielbar. So th- those are four returners that you could, I think, put in pen. Unless they either completely crap the bed, get hurt. But I think that those guys can be written in pen. It's the last four that I think is very interesting, okay? So Pagan's gone. And Pagan, terrible two years ago. M- Far superior last year. And he's the guy that he's the type of guy that I think that this this regime at times really didn't properly replace or they tried to replace and they took a flyer. I like what they did here. The last four, Justin Topa, who who they got from Seattle on the Polanco trade, mm-hmm. 
Josh uh, Stamont, is that correct? Stamont. Stamont, who they got from Kansas City. Jay Jackson, who they signed from Toronto. Now, Jay Jackson, to me, is very much in pencil. Mm-hmm. If he does not have a good spring, the job's in jeopardy there, and he's going to have to compete. But he's coming off a pretty good year, and I think that he's going to get at least a long look. And then Stephen Okert, who they got, who is a left-hander, so one, I think he's got a huge advantage because he's only the second southpaw, who they got in the Nick Gordon trade with Miami. And then my first guy out, but he could challenge Jay Jackson, Jorge Alcala. He's been an intriguing arm, injury problems. Yep. Josh Winder's another one. I mean, they love. But he's six injured, foot right? Five. What's, think, his, what's his. Is he. I think he had a December procedure done yeah. and he shut down. So he's going to be. He, he could be a summer type of guy, but he's still out. Yep. And then the other. I mean, Cody Funderburk is the other lefty yep. that came up at the That's end of the one. year last year, dominated for chunks in the minor leagues. but And he'll have a chance. I don't think I disagree with any of this. The only the only thing, I guess, looking at the whole 26 here, really nice bullpen, a lot of really nice, especially your infield. Your infield has just really good pieces overflowing. Outfield is very Byron Buxton dependent in terms of a Too right-handed much. bat, a center fielder. that Too can, much. It's very Buxton dependent, yeah. I'm nervous about the outfield. And then once you get down to like the 12th and 13th position players, especially 13 with Austin Martin, you're kind of crossing your fingers there. Yep. And then the rotation, you're really crossing your fingers on how many innings a couple of those guys can eat and how effectively, but yep. But they're so, set up very nicely. So if they don't bring Michael A. Taylor back, here's my question. And in, we know from a report, I think it was in the athletic last summer that Max Kepler said, I, I want to play right field. I don't want to move to center. Mm-hmm. Here's my question though. Have they gone back and talked to him about that? I don't love Kepler in center, but I think I'm a little bit more at ease with the current construction of things if Kepler agrees to play, and I'm not saying full-time, but I'm saying at times, Mm -hmm. like if Buxton goes down for a week or something, will Kepler go to center? Because then if I sign a corner guy, I can just park him in right or left. Like I give... It gives you more options, is my point. And you have a you have enough left-handed hitters. It kind of depends too on, like if Larnick is up at some point. But you could you could strategically sit Buxton against some of the best right-handed pitchers. Put Kepler in center field, and then have three lefties in your outfield. What I don't get is like, why is it up to Kepler? Well, if knows? they like him in center field as a fill-in and a spot starter, who knows? Who cares if he likes it or not, dude? We need you in center field. Well, so. and if and at his current situation i would think that just for his career it would be smart to go along with plans agree more than not right yes because it's like if you're like i am a right i am a corner outfielder well those aren't hard to find but if you say i'm a corner outfielder who can play center yeah now i think you're creating a career arc that actually helps you out a lot yeah bravo judge nice work yeah. there thank on you your 26 man you actually roster. like that yeah i think the bullpen is its biggest biggest strength i they signed stamat to a to a deal so i expect him to most likely make the roster unless this you know he had the thoracic outlet surgery where you know they remove a rib to make you throw a baseball which has always worked out really well for past guys um i think he's someone that's probably in pencil 
I like Jay Jackson, even though he didn't make the Blue Jays playoff roster last year, was actually really effective for them. He's kind of just a two-pitch pitcher, but he had some really good numbers. Um, and he w- even was saying that when he, because he didn't make the Blue Jays roster, but he was obviously still with the team when the Toronto came here for the wild card series. And he said he loved the energy at Target Field. He thought it was incredible to see. Yeah, I think their their bullpen is by far their biggest strength here. It's it's going to be awesome to watch that bullpen shut things down. Yeah, I would say bullpen and infield. Mm-hmm. Bullpen and infield are what you're yep. leaning on here for this team. And then in the top of the rotation, I don't think enough people are talking about Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan was regarded two years ago as your best starting pitcher. And then they brought in Pablo Lopez and there was still some discussion. If you take away like the six or seven weeks that he pitched hurt and didn't tell anyone and, and gave up 53 home runs in like a week, yep. uh, J- Joe Ryan is definitely better than people are maybe talking about if he's healthy. So. Uh-huh. All right, let's do uh, let's do a little Immaculate Grid action right. here, boys. We haven't done this in a few weeks. We've kind of fallen off the Immaculate Grid trail. What we're going to do is we're going to earmark, if the Twins are on the grid, we're going to save it so we can at least do one Immaculate Grid per week on the show here. So we have not done this one. This is from, I think, yesterday or two days ago? Sunday. Sunday's Sunday? Immaculate Grid today is Tuesday. So February 18th. Okay. Grid. So for the YouTube audience, you can see this on your screen. For the audio audience, we're looking to fill nine different squares, and we're looking for as obscure players as possible to get as low of a score as possible. We're looking for a twin who was a Philly, a twin who struck out 2,000 hitters in their career. Could be It doesn't have to be all with the twins, but a 2,000 strikeout pitcher that played for the twins at some point. And then a twin that had 200 strikeouts in a season with the twins. White Sox, who was a Philly, White Sox, 2,000 Ks, White Sox, 200 K season. And then Angel, who was a Philly, Angel with 2,000 strikeouts in their career, and then an Angel with a 200 strikeout season. Okay. Let's start with the Twins. Jeb, where, which square do you want to start with here? Well, let's start Twins and Phillies. Okay. How, how about that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some great options. There's an old school one. Larry Heisel played for both. Oh, okay. I mean, you got your Nick Puntos. I mean, Carlos Silva, Dave Holland. Yes. Right. Do Philly fans remember Vance Worley? The Vanimal. Worley, dude. The Vanimal. Opening day starter for the Twins in like 2013. Oh, God, Mm -hmm. those were the years. How about the Vanimal being on the same starting uh, staff with with Knucklehead in Alaska? Knucklehead in Alaska. I like cars. Oh, that's good. Boy, these are like pretty good. Did tre- uh, Trevor May was in the no. Phillies system, but he system. didn't play yeah, for the I, Phillies, right? Because yeah, he, he came over in that trade. Yeah, relievers would be good. Neshek, right? Neshek. Did JC Romero one. pitch with the Phillies? I think they got he him did. from the Phillies. Okay. He did. Okay, JC Romero. Didn't Jake Cave have the last last oh. out of the yeah, playoffs? He's, he's, he the might Phillies. still be on their their uh, <laughs> forty man for all I know. Nishek is a good, Nishek is a great immaculate grid guy. I'm just writing some names down here. I would say, but between the Vanimal, Larry Heisel, and Pat Nishek, which one of those is the most rare? Nishek's a reliever. Do, do people remember him that well? Terry Mulholland as well. He was oh, an early '90s Phillies love pitcher. Terry, love Terry Mulholland. Love Terry Mulholland. I, I feel like the Vanimal or. A reliever would be our best bet here. Steve Carlton, you remember? But we, dude, but we, we should use him. him for the 2,000 career strikeout square. Yeah, 
for Brooklyn. Quinn with 2,000 career Didn't he also outs. play for the Sox, too? So there's combinations. Steve, I remember I remember lefty. I think he pitched for Cleveland as well. God, did he bounce around? Probably right. Okay. All right. Vanimal or Nishek or Mulholland? Mulholland's the oldest. Like, but Phillies fans might machine. remember that more. He was pretty prominent with the Phillies yeah. in the early so 90s. Nishek? He was. Nishek or Wording? Nishek? You Dude, let's go Vanimal. Let's go Vanimal. Let's go Vanimal. Come on. Vanimal. One time. One percent or less. Come on. Two. Two ah, percent. I wish you could then put names in to see, like, you know, the, the rest oh, of the wow. choices. Like for what percentages they are? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to do that. No. So okay, for so. two for 2,000 strikeout twins, Steve Carlton is top five all-time in strikeouts and yep. made a pass through the twins. Okay. Walter Johnson we've used as – because you can go back to Washington, Washington Senators right. history – Bartolo. And then Jack Morris is one. Yeah, Bartolo. They get the pass-throughs. Yeah, Steve Steve Carlton's good because no because he doesn't come to mind as a twin. Let's do let's put Steve Carlton in for the sake of time here. Come on, Steve. Lefty. Less Lefty. than 5%. Lefty. 4. 4%. Okay. We're not going to break the record, I don't think here, but 200 in a okay. season now. Bly Levin. Pablo just did it. You might be right. There's a bunch recently. Yeah. Barrios has done it. Liriano has done it. Liriano did it in 2010, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, I covered that team. What about, like, uh, did Pasquale do it? it. He pitched too many innings and not. Camilo Pasquale was was definitely a big-time strikeout guy. He was one of the big strikeout guys in the 60s. Hmm. I wouldn't use Burt because I'd probably use Burt for the Angels. Okay. Sure. That's a good one. For a career, right. at least. Um, what are we thinking? Let's go. What if we went? I I, gar- I, I know I, I covered a Liriano 200, 200. I think it was 201 strikeouts, almost exactly. Okay. Liriano. 8%. Okay. Okay. Sox and Phillies, Jim Tomey. Oh, Tomey, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rowand. Oh, Aaron Rowand. Remember that guy? Yeah. Uh, I think, Juan, yeah, Juan Pierre definitely played. I know he played for the Sox, and I believe he also had a stop with the Phillies. Okay. Gavin Floyd pitched oh for both these God, teams. Gavin Floyd. That would, that, that might be try it. That. Gavin Floyd. Yeah, try that one. Gavin Floyd. I like Gavin Floyd. By the way, Judd, hold on. Jim Cott. Yep, he pitched for, pitched for He won a, didn't he? Uh, he, or did he finished he with he the Phillies, didn't, didn't he? I think he finished in Philadelphia. He played from like 1958 to 83 or something ridiculous. Gavin Floyd or Jim Cott? Well, Floyd. Gavin Floyd? Yeah. Okay. Let's it's, use Floyd and then yeah. let's use Cott for 2000. Then. 2%. Okay. Kitty. Right? Jim Cott. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Kitty Cott. I'm assuming he had he pitched for 20 years. I'm assuming he had 2,000 strikeouts. Three percent. Three percent. Look at Kitty. Look how young. <laughs> okay, he prop he. I'm guessing he did. Well, we already used him. I was going to say he didn't have 200 in a season. The ones recently that stand out for this is the benefit of playing early 2000s fantasy baseball. Yep. Javier Vasquez. Oh, that's a good one. And Esteban Loiza were both 200 strikeout guys Deported. in the early 2000s. I don't think Burley ever got there because he was more of a contact he innings, guy. Yeah, he was an innings eater and a contact guy. Jack McDowell? Get to, get to. Vasquez could be 
good. That's I'm like bad a, at this one. That that could be a forgotten arm sure. in that arms race there. I used shot. to have spreadsheets of like total um, numbers for seasons, and I like Irvin Santana, for instance. I'm pretty sure had a 200 strikeout uh, season with the Angels at yeah, one point. Yeah, he like, definitely did. Um, I'm trying but, to think. Like but Vas- Javier Vasquez is the one I'm the most I think, confident. I think we're good. Okay. There. I'm trying to think of that World Series team in 05. Like well, Chris members. Sales had it. He's done it. Sales but that done might it. Be obvious. Very high. Javi Vasquez. Let's do Javi. Vasquez. All right. Javi Vasquez. 2%. 2%. Yeah. Look at that look on his face. His Expos hat right there. Yep. Oh, love that. Love that logo. Right. Okay. Angel, Angel Phillies. Well, Bobby Abreu is maybe the most. Um, I always love the speed guys. Uh, I believe Peter Borges was he was he was an angel. I know he was an angel. He was an angel, and I'm he was both. He was both. Pretty sure yeah. he was a Philly. Yeah. He played for all the red teams. He really did. Much. He really did. If you're good on Peter Borges, I'm sure Peter Borges. Making our way through here. Borges. Two percent. Two percent. All right. Very nice. Okay. So we well Nolan Nolan Ryan yeah, that's uh, the... for any and all of these. Bert. Yeah. Burp Lylevin. Um, um, there's a couple dudes like Frank Tanana was one of the big strikeout guys, Judd, in the 70s and 80s for the yeah, Angels he, and the Tigers. But he, he threw his arm out and came back as a slopper. He was a slop baller with the Tigers. What about John I bet Lackey? he didn't get to 2000. John Lackey for sure, dude. Yep. John Lackey. John Lackey, John Lackey probably checks. Well, actually, I don't know. He, if he checks a lot of boxes in life. One of our most fun nights in Fort Myers was running into John drunk John Lackey at a dive yeah. bar. Oh, God. Yeah. That Sorry, looks like a guy I could put him back to. Oh, my God. I saw him slamming beers once. It was impressive. In fact, his whole array of how he worked the bar was impressive. But that's a story for another time. I can give you a real quick, too, an Angels 200 strikeout with confidence because of fantasy baseball again from, I don't know, the early 2000s. Jared Weaver was a 200 oh. strikeout guy one time. Weaver. Didn't he? Who? Who? No, hit the twins. Weaver. Yeah. It was Jared Weaver, right? It was Jared Weaver. Yeah. He spells it weird, doesn't he? J. It's J. E. R. E. D. Is how he spells it. Jared Weaver. Nice. I was high. Oh boy. Oh, Twenty-eight percent. Oh my god. No, it's only twenty-six. Twenty-six. It's only twenty-six. Don't tell yourself short. Well, I right. wouldn't have thought that. And then thought Bert was more obscure than that. Bert. Please do Bert. Bert. Bert is not Bert. an obvious. Angel, we're not going to we're not going to set our record for rarity score, but it is a fifty, and we are back with a with a twenty six in there. It's a fifty. Boom! Young bird is. (laughs) Nice job. All right, that's a wrap on the score on our twin show. We'll hit you with a random twin of the week on Thursday, and uh, we'll see if the twins sign Blake Snell here to a team friendly Carlos Correa like deal. We're going to manifest this. Yep. Let's make this thing happen. Something's coming. See you guys.